Welcome to the Far Out Wisdom Podcast, bitch. Oh, jeez. That's not nice, Rick. Uh, whatever, she can take it. We're going on an adventure. send out those letters those thank you letters all right thank you letters let's are you guys yeah we had (laughs) no we had we had uh we had the wives the the dude who made our logo he's a graphic designer for boeing and he's like big time and he did it for basically free and then he his son-in-law is uh like a freelancing graphic designer who does animations and he's super good and he did our animation for fucking free so i'm gonna send them some money and just be like thank you I had to Dang put all girls. the music together and fucking do all that shit, but they at least did the animation and stuff, which was tight. Mm-hmm. That's cool. 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 Okay, all so right, y'all. my mic is if it hits my face, it hits my face. I, I'm trying to like figure <laughs> this out. It smacked my face yesterday, almost gave me a black eye, but makeup. Mm. Correct. <laughs> so, oh. All right, guys. Wish I could put on some makeup. Uh, you can. You can. Well, I guess I can find your color for you. I can find your color it's, for you, Isaac. It's okay. <laughs> the color is the color of your nipples. Whatever the what? color of no. your nipples are, that's what you put nipples. on your lips. No, oh. I, I think we knew that, Isaac. I kind of got that idea. <laughs> oh, I was I was talking that's about the, like a foundation, not that's not a my super lips. sexy secret, bro. I know. Like just, no, well, look, look how color. pink my my lips are. So there you go. <laughs> what the fuck? You, now that you mention it, yeah, that's the same exact <laughs> color as my nipples. Anyway, mm-hmm, are we yes. recording this? Yeah, right today now? we're talking about my nipples and my pink lips. I know. <laughs> I think I, I. All right. So I didn't. I didn't get prepared for this. So we just generalize. So mm. I have notes. I have good notes for the episode, but mm. we should talk about generalities of Rick and Morty. And then if it, and then if you guys want to talk about the Unity episode, like I've got some. Mm. Bo- I literally watched it today. So it's fresh. Too, oh, okay. Like, fresh my yeah, All right. Like fifteen minutes ago, or like an hour. So okay. Ago. So I would. Okay. So I would do the the introduction, and then I'm just gonna freestyle with you guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's pretty yeah, much so. What I'm here's doing. generally what we'll do. Uh, Boone will do some intro stuff, and then uh, we'll just post questions and freestyle chit chat talk. Uh, for about uh, like an hour and like an hour and some yeah we'll see how it goes and then um yeah so we'll mostly i guess talk about the episode just because i think it somewhat encapsulates uh the, the whole show but also one of my mm. favorites well to a to a degree but also just like one of my favorite little sub themes of like things that we often get into on our uh shows and and things isn't that where rick he uh had his heart broken by unity yeah yeah yes. and, and unity's like this hive mind girl but mm-hmm. yeah we'll, we'll get into that there's a lot then, to be said yeah and then we'll also talk about the um the whole show how it has very little consistent canon although the one what's interesting the reason i suggested the other option was the train uh, may, maybe that one, but also uh, what was that one? The intergalactic marriage counseling one uh, is because oh, yeah, yeah. the relationship oh, between yeah. Beth and Jerry is like the one thing that kind of like has its consistent ups and downs through almost every episode, or at least like season three. He actually moves out and <laughs> they get they get separated and everything. You guys just want to get to like the characters too. 
they're like good we, yeah i mean there's a little bit to be said about some of the character interactions yeah. for sure so that's why i want to talk about the show in its general space because mm. especially this is our the first episode so right. it's always good to lay foundations like that and then we right. can get into the granular aspects of the episodes later um all right. that, that's how I feel about it personally. Yeah, on okay. the off chance that someone who's never seen Rick and Morty is watching, it's probably yeah, it's like what, like what? Plain yeah. And then also just generally trying to apply it to life. And... Oh, my naked son! Do you guys see my naked son in the back? Oh hell yeah! Hi, naked boy. <laughs> oh. There you go. I have naked this, boy in my this house. This is what I'm talking day. about. This is why I'm never on camera because oh, my it's son. Not, is just it's like, not whoop, live. Whoop. That, that won't go in the preview. Let me or whatever. We'll cut that out. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see. He's using the restroom. Okay. If you're listening. Are you done? You know what? Ears. I'm I'm getting there. Like I'm pod- <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm podcasting so much. Like I am uh, like this now and I can't hear Hell shit. yeah. That's hey, cool. You're Good. naked in camera right now. <laughs> One sorry, my oh studio, my goodness. Be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got I have a young boy too. Oh. I know how that goes. That's gonna be my boy Mowgli soon. Mowgli, Little yeah. Mowgli over there. Just look like Mowgli. I'm gonna tell her that real quick. <laughs> hey. Oh my gracious, that kid. Yo, oh, Boone. Yes. Boone, Boone. Your right. child looks like Mowgli. Wild yeah. child. I look like Mowgli too. Uh, with my haircut that I had for 35 years. <laughs> my 32 years. So <laughs> I've been your, made. Your parents put bangs in you right away. I know. You, I probably was born with it. Out. I know it's pretty common for us to have this haircut. <laughs> so For us. Jesus. For us. For, all right, for us yo. People. All right. Let's get it. Let's get it, y'all. Yeah, let's Boone, get to it. Boone. Okay. I don't even Boom, know the introduction. Just start us off. We'll make it happen. Whatever happens, happens. She got to get. She got to. I got to get the mic. You see this? It's just like you got to warm up. You know, I was like Isaac yesterday. You have to warm up. You go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking yeah, Bruce Almighty. You just, just got to warm up. <laughs> 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 All right. Go Spirit for it. Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Thinking too much. Uh, she's like, it's like uh, her first time on camera. Uh, it's okay. I'm, it's up to you what video we you put out. Me up. I just like to, like I said originally when we started doing these, I, I like to see people, but we don't even have to put out any of the video. It's up, up to you if you want to put out. I know this is the first time you guys are seeing me, so I know it's pretty awkward. Okay. I look. Oh, it's tight. It's oh, it's totally <laughs> let's just get it. All right, let's go. We ready? All right, let's roll. Born ready. Are we on? Yeah, it's recording. Let's spit. Let's spit oh, hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Far Out Wisdom Podcast. I'm with my boys. All right. <laughs> we, Hello. The boys. Connor Dirtin from the archive. What's up? BJ Carpenter from the archive. And Isaac Miller from the Daily <laughs> We're really the Daily like, Archetype. Yeah, the Daily Archetype. So uh, we are recording the very first episode of the Wisdom of Rick and Morty for the for Foul. So Mm -hmm. what's up, guys? How's it going? What up? up? Oh, let's talk about existential dread. Yeah, (laughs) I'm excited. So the the show that we are talking about, it's called Rick and Morty. It Mm. is a adult. um, (laughs) Adult humor. Adult cartoon mm. found on Adult Swim, mm-hmm. and uh, and other channels. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's a show that uh, consists of a lot of just like BJ said, existential dread. Uh, the main character is Rick Sanchez with his little sidekick uh, Morty. Is it Morty Smith? 
Yeah. yeah it's just Smith. Morty, I think. Yes. Just Morty. C-137. Yeah, yeah. C-137 Morty. So they go on an adventure mm-hmm. together. And uh, that's the formula of most that, episodes. <laughs> so the majority of the episode is the they go on an adventure. And uh, it's a lot of the relation. The reason why I wanted to do this uh, series at the fact that uh, it's a lot to learn uh, from the show itself. I know it's really stupid. A lot of people think it's like it's just a, a really immature show, uh, but it's to it's me very it's, mature. Very. It's it's for what is they say it's for people who has high IQ. You know, mm-hmm. to to understand the or entire, people yeah. who are high. Yeah. Or be, yeah, maybe I, the, it's the kind of like Family Guy or American Dad or any of those other like humorous shows. But at the same time, the things that they talk about, the jokes that they make subtly, it's all dealing with like physics, quantum mechanics, uh, cutting edge science, philosophy and psychology, morality. Like a, it's a ton of things in one mm-hmm. and it doesn't throw it right. in your face. It's not like pedantic. So they're not mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's not like, hey, let's learn this shit. It's like, hey. Uh, we're just going to throw some comedy at you. And if you get it, cool. If you don't, it's over your head, like not a big deal. And that's what I like. Yeah. I'm actually, yeah, and I'm actually surprised by how many people I've met who don't like the show. And then I feel like a Jordan <laughs> Peterson fanboy trying to convince an atheist that there's more to the Bible. Not that <laughs> yeah, Bible, but it's sort of an acquired it's, it's taste. Deep, it's, it's hard to get the very first episode. If you, especially I'm not a big fan of episode one as like an introduction to it kind of seems like why we're just going to like, with these things up our butts yeah. and all that. <laughs> yeah. I, it's like a totally different show from episode one to two. Yeah. And even just trying to get it off of one episode. Yeah. Uh, well, because it's, it's, it's like an anthology series. Yeah. So right. like, right. It's, it's rare that an episode will bleed into another episode that, you know, they're, they're cuts. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it takes, and it time. takes a little time to figure out their sort of weird, sci-fi humor. their sense of humor yeah. and uh, i remember right. there was an episode where uh, uh rick and uh summer went into like this i think it was like the the episode that me and isaac talked about the other day mm. uh, when morty was using the robot to masturbate and, then, <laughs> and it was like um uh i think rick well was not to- masturbate actually <laughs> have rick- robots yeah <laughs> yeah so, so i think it was like rick was trying to protect her and he was like you know you should be ashamed robots of your gender for once you know it's mm. like they, oh, make yeah. lot, they make a lot of subtle sexist joke there's a whole lot. I mean, it, yes, I mean any, any good any good cartoon or comic is gonna like interlace its uh its current world yeah. issues, you know, mm-hmm. into it. Well, especially what, since Morty is that work. age. Morty's supposed to be it's, fourteen years. I old. think the common yeah. theme throughout all of Rick and Morty is just like a sense of nihilism. It's like a nihilist right. dream. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. So mm. for most of the people listening, yeah. they're probably already gonna know what Rick and Morty is, and they probably already kind of know. So for everybody who doesn't know, Rick is a super hyper intelligent. Uh, scientist who can literally do anything in the world. Like Rick is almost a demigod with what Rick can accomplish. His only limitation is time travel. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because the giant testicle people will come and stop him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. Right. (laughs) The time police. Right. So it's a, it's a thing, right? So Rick has like God power because he knows so Mm -hmm. many things, but he is a limited human intellect. Mm -hmm. And although the show has a huge aspect of the multiverse theory where there's Mm -hmm. an infinite number of Ricks, some of them more intelligent or stupid than other Ricks. Simple Rick. Rick is still a human being limited by time and the the human like experience. Mm -hmm. So like Connor was saying, a huge aspect of the show is nihilism because the question is, if you know everything in the world, do you have free will? And if Mm -hmm. you know everything in the world, like, 
are you are you going to be able to be happy because there's this sort of mm. freedom and innocence and ig- a freedom of ignorance like coming from ignorance and mm. that's kind of like the episode that we're going to talk about but it's huge it's a huge theme right mm. hyper intelligence leading to a lack of meaning because you already know everything right well and I'm, one common theme with that is just that by choice and whatever he has trouble rick the main character uh, one of the main characters has trouble making deep, meaningful human connection or probably right. not so much that he has trouble, but he chooses to avoid, uh, you know, emotions and connecting with people, which I don't know if that's uh, just because he doesn't want to get hurt or because he feels that will limit him like Superman. Uh, although there's probably well, have you ever a... seen like yeah. um, Watchmen? It, yeah. What, like Mr. Man, uh, Manhattan, I the blue guy that. from Watchmen? He basically absorbs like a a nuclear bomb and then he becomes mm. like atomic man. And he has like knowledge of all time mm. back and forth. And when you have knowledge of all things, mm. it's like even those small right. intimate human connections, they don't mean anything to you. They're they're worthless. Like he you can replace yourself. Literally there was there were episodes in which mm. like his family members died and he just replaced <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah, but yeah. Th- then there's other episodes yeah. where right. he actually would go out of his way and put himself in harm's way and take uh-huh. risks for his family members. So it's weird. Yeah. He- he's a complicated. But the person. interesting caveat to that is that the show actually starts with him reuniting with his family. So right off the bat, there's like mm. a little subtle character mm-hmm. development a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's I mean, a common he's going thing. in the right direction is what it feels like. Yeah. I mean, okay. So like put you guys in the situation of Rick Sanchez. Rick if you guys Sanchez. knew knew right. everything Mm-mm. i mean when you guys be kind of like destructive and kind of impulsive the way he is mm. which we're going to be talking about unity right. uh i think it's probably like the only episode that we have seen that he falls in love well it's because he's a human i think right because because he's human i think if mm. he had a biological construct similar to unity the way that mm. he would operate and the way he would deal with his existential angst would mm. be different i think it's like right. it's like the apex of humanity is sort of like what rick sanchez embodies as a character mm. it's as humans if we remain human not if we you know take our consciousness and upload it to like a computer ai somewhere else and we leave our bodies behind but as long as we have the biological constraints of being humans and he is like the apex of what we could achieve. And I think as a human being, we're still constrained by our own limitations, such as like emotions, anger, like pleasure center processes and jealousy well, and, and all it, that. Anna just explores that idea that he is maybe the apex of smartest man, all the intergalactic whatever's universe and everything. Uh, but in his being the smartest, he's kind of like not the greatest like he he has a lot of problems that come with that well yeah that's what i was gonna say is i i i look at it like rick is a perfect exemplar of logic and reasoning not being the end-all be-all principle Mm. in life yeah because even with all that power that godlike power he still finds himself in these really emotional situations or reconnecting with his family or whatever it may be yeah he's he's still discovering emotional intelligence he discovers meaning right like often even though he has this hyper intellect there's still like layers of reality that he hasn't necessarily touched yet with his intellect and an interesting aspect of it that sometimes we don't think about is how he could make anybody his sidekick and apparently for a lot of his adventurous years he didn't have one but he chooses to have morty as the sidekick who is obviously not a big help to him his so grandson, yeah for anyone who 
who's listening. Yeah, who's like just this 14 year old little Ajis kid. And oh, geez, Rick. Although he did one, yeah, right. He did indicate one time that Rick Morty being around him created these waves that prevented other people like the government from other detecting being. him. So maybe, yeah. maybe because, there's more utility to Morty than yeah. we think. He did, he yeah. said that he, Rick is so intelligent, and they're, they're, so for anyone listening, there's a hyperdimensional mm. agency of Ricks called the Council of Ricks. So every dimension in the multiverse. Risk, Rick has a, an existence in, and they all come together to form like th- this council the because he is this. Yeah, and like they control the rules. Right. It's like a it's like a council of gods, honestly. Mm. And uh, he he's so intelligent. And also, and he, yeah. he was saying that Rick, that Morty is so dumb that his brain waves <laughs> literally mask yeah. Rick's like brain waves yeah. as camouflage. Yes, yeah, yeah. so in one of the episodes, it's hilarious. And I think like with with the whole Morty, if he's a character who's who's um. Like I said, he, he gets abused a lot from his grandfather, and uh, it reminds you a little bit of pretty much like the whole situation of the world itself, where if you feel like everybody's stepping on you, I think Morty is a great example mm. of that. And uh, you sure. see, I don't remember the episode where um, it was they where it was like a bunch of Mortys getting like yeah, evil Morty. <laughs> yeah, so even more. Yeah. I, I haven't gone after that. Like after season three, oh, wow. I believe I stopped. So much. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I miss Morty so much. Morty to become the abuser and not the abuse. Yeah, Morty's yeah. power. Morty, yeah. Morty. There's a lot of conspiracy theories, like fan theories, about Morty being more interconnected to Rick, like a clone of Rick or something like that. Mm. But yeah. aside aside from those theories, it, it does it does talk a lot that relationship between yeah. the grandfather and the grandchild. Mm. It's almost like. Okay, t- to bring in another person, Jerry. So anybody <laughs> yeah, listening, yeah. You, you've got Rick the hyper intellect, <laughs> yeah. Jerry, which is his 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 actual biological daughter's husband, mm-hmm. and their child mm-hmm. is Morty. And, and Jerry is a Summer, super idiot. The and there's Summer, who's the other grandchild. And and Jerry is this hyper idiot. He's just a super idiot. And it's kind of funny because it's like a juxtaposition of sorts. It Rick is although, this hyper intellect, nihilistic being. Jerry isn't exactly like stupid it's just that he's got this wrong attitude of life that's common these days to just kind of like go with whatever whatever anybody else he's not he's not destructive though yeah that's the juxtaposition it's jerry is sort of happy-go-lucky jerry will will be happy in any situation it's sort Mm. of like take everything in stride sort of like live in the moment so he he doesn't care that much about the intellect he doesn't get in a long-winded discussions with people he'll just like make some pie and watch some tv and be happy he's got his beehive yeah the thing that i'm trying to highlight here though is he's he's like a beta male for sure like his own wife doesn't like him he doesn't have a lot of sexual encounters with her like he's Mm -hmm. he's a very weak male in sort Mm -hmm. of the male dominance structure and morty has like he's 14 like he said he's prepubescent he's going through puberty and he's sort of like he likes girls and he's trying to figure his life out but he's not like a macho kid he's not popular at all mm-hmm. and, and that kind of comes from his father and i think that there's a huge aspect of the show that subtly talks about the postmodern paradigm not mm-hmm. only from the nihilistic aspect or like the, the the scientific aspect but from like the male dominant role in the family unit being shit on and being mm-hmm. like destroyed and being yeah. usurped by this uh, like this other force uh, and, mm-hmm. and that force in the show is Rick. And, and then it bleeds down into Morty. And then I feel like Rick yeah. having this hyper intellect feels a sort of a responsibility to Morty. Like he has to make up. Well, his... and what a lot of it is, it's good that you mentioned postmodernism because it's like the scientific modern age and postmodern age have kind of been destructive on the family, especially what you'd call, you know, the, the nuclear family. 
and which it really sort of explores that dynamic. And that's one thing where they get into sort of a morality where, you know, they kind of like talk trash on religion and certain values and everything. But yeah. then in all these family relationships and other zany character relationships, they will explore how deep and important and powerful uh, family and friendships and Right. And Rick will even make decisions against his normal character sometimes mm. randomly mm. With, with no explanation yeah. for why sometimes right. he'll take that extra effort for his family members, especially when they can mm. they can literally die and be replaced. Like they're right. It's this crazy pair. And what Connor said just like sparked that idea up though mm. with Morty and, and the reason why Rick takes him under his wing and cares so much about him and mm. has this connection with him. And it's funny too for anyone that's listening. All the Council of Ricks across all the multiverses—they all have Mortys assigned yeah. to them, as as if it's like a, like you have a, like a left arm assigned mm-hmm. to you by God. It's just every mm-hmm. every Rick has a Morty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's weird. And it's been hinted at that if you have any attachment to your Morty, that kind of makes you like a weak Rick. Mm-hmm. And one of the <laughs> yeah. things that makes Rick a unique Rick is that he actually has this connection. He builds mm-hmm. these relationships, and he actually cares about them. Whereas all the mm-hmm. other Ricks in the Council of Rick are pretty, pretty, the, pretty apathetic. And the main part. Rick that we see, the, the C-137, is he, they say that he's the most Rick of all the Ricks. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind yeah. of an interesting little, and they, they get into some psychological things of how you can be like your most, yeah, your most <laughs> self or your most actualized self would be that Rick. And what makes him the most Rick would be, you know, the things that we explore in that. And I, th- I think another aspect of all this too is how what i believe happened during his years that he disappeared for like uh 10 or 20 some odd years uh is he became the smartest person in the multiverse galaxies and everything and then after he kind of like achieved all that there was to achieve he's like there's nothing else to do i guess i'll go like yeah. crash in my family's garage be a drunk and oh whatever that is something we haven't touched on for anyone who doesn't listen. Rick is a is an alcoholic. Oh yeah, and that's a that's yeah. a huge. Ad. So not only just in the show, but in the in the episode we're going to talk about with Unity, uh, yeah. like yeah. substance use has been yeah, brought yeah. up a number of times. Mm-hmm. And for Rick, he does it right. he does it habitually. And sometimes it's like, okay, well, you mask the pain, the existential dread mm-hmm. with this numbness. But you could almost imagine existential dread f- coming from ultimate knowledge of the cosmos is already numbing in and of itself mm. so you go to a more physical numbing agent to actually like reduce your level of numbness down mm. to a physical numbness which is very scientific in the postmodern era mm. already it's it's like me it's like meta it's like yeah. if you're already numb in the intellect why not numb yourself in yeah. the physical to somehow remedy that it's like it's like it's like self-defeating it, i don't understand yeah. how i mentioned drunk. this leading leading up to this is how one reason I wanted to participate in this is because when I would originally have these live streams back in like April, May, and a lot of it was on the subject of, uh, you know, the Jordan Peterson, Sam Harris debate. And a lot of that was on the idea of the benefit or utility of acting as if God exists. So right. then Connor sort of get the, all over that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the, the converse of that is what if you act as if there's no God or what if you act in a, this purely atheistic way, which is there's no better representation than Rick Sanchez. So he's got a lot going for him, but he seems very uh, sad and hard to make relationships. And 
a lot of other things, although they do explore the God idea off and on, uh, sometimes in a playful way and everything. So, yeah, yeah. Like his opinion on it changed. Is he, is, the, he, is, he, is he atheist has he ever like said yeah. well he shits on god all the time he yeah, talks right. about god all the time yeah but then, he says but then if there's, there's god it's me there's a part where he goes to pray though when he's in trouble he's like fine god like whatever so yeah maybe yeah, he kind of believes maybe he's, he's trying to float him. through space in the when he's like divided space he's like please god please god let me get this thing or whatever <laughs> and then he gets it and he's like yeah. screw you god not today bitch <laughs> so funny oh yeah is that that's the episode right. is that the episode where they with the time they, they break into like many times and then he saved morty i believe like a, yeah well, with all the schrodinger's cats yeah. yeah so that there's an episode about the the train the story train mm-hmm. which is in season four it's one mm-hmm. of the most recent episodes where yeah. it's very uh meta like they talk mm-hmm. very subtle jokes about the show you have to have seen all the seasons to like really yeah. catch everything mm-hmm. but he actually in that episode like converts to christianity and like hails jesus but then at the end of the episode it turns out that the entire process of everything that was happening occurred in sort of a simulacrum and sort of like mm-hmm. a an enclosed christmas toy that you can mm-hmm. buy that's like a train set mm-hmm. where it'll suck your consciousness story into train. it and then it yeah it's story train it just like loops for fucking infinity and then it's like rick was stuck in there with morty and had to find a way out and in order to do that they invoked the story of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, which is like the strongest story, like the greatest story ever told. Well, what he was saying is like, okay, th- there's no way they would want this in the story. So let's accept Christ yeah. into our heart. And then, Come on, get <laughs> yeah. on your knees, Morty. And it broke accept it. Christ. Yeah, but, like but broke the, the story me- train. Yeah, dude, but the meme underneath that, and my like from what I got out of it was Jesus Christ is like the greatest story ever told is what mm-hmm. like you hear over and over. It's a cliche. The so ultimate meta story. Yeah, the, and the, that episode was so meta. It was, it was like mm-hmm. the greatest episode of Rick and Morty I've ever seen, but... But yeah, I mean, he does talk about God often. Usually it's mm. bashing God or like mm. denying the existence of God, just like a postmodernist, scientific-minded individual yeah, would yeah. do. But but there's still room for playing. In yeah, there. and then his uh, then we're going to talk about his relationship with his daughter, Beth. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one where he, I think there was like an episode near the end where uh, she died. Well, not she died, but the, like the explosion. And then it was like the Shishman sauce and that. They got that <laughs> Yo. That, <laughs> yeah, so that, that um, I've got one. The little the little agent was trying to like get into pickle like rig. consciousness, yeah. And the, I have the pickle Rick on my shirt right now. It's like one of the most famous episodes from the show. <laughs> He's like, I'm pickle Rick. And like he 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 tries to like his relationship with his daughter Beth. Like he tries to not um, show sometimes his weakness towards her mm-hmm. because that's his daughter. And so um, I think there was one episode where they uh, she was cloned and she's like, am I cloned? And he wouldn't yeah. answer that's, her at all. That's season four. You've yeah. actually seen very far yeah, into the show. Bit, you said that you bit. haven't, but well, that's, that's that's season bit. four. And then she was like, you know, am I a clone? Am I a clone? And like, mm. I, I, he feels like a typical father too. When he's a father figure to Beth, mm. um, I, he, he disappeared for a little bit. And I, I think the reason being is that uh, when his, when, um, his wife died or in the explosion he felt like he was responsible so just like a typical rick sanchez he is he don't want to avoid you know the conflict like just like you know with we're, we're going to talk about with unity especially mm. with his daughter he don't want to face his uh flaws in a way yeah he knows he has flaws although with so, that episode we don't know how much of it is true because yeah. it was in this like weird memory simulation where he was tricking these people that were trying to get the secrets of he's, his he's like a uh, banana like a banana it was so, basically uh like spongebob basically with, with the yeah. chum bucket with with plankton yeah. and 
and uh, Mr. Krabs and the secret sauce. Like, that's kind of what the episode was like. SpongeBob, yeah. is, SpongeBob is his own little weird cartoon. <laughs> but but when, <laughs> yeah. you bring up two things there, though, that, that like I really think about sometimes with the show is one is like they bring up the idea of cloning and the idea of being ontologically, philosophically, what it mm. means to be, right? Just, with it, your cells refresh every seven years are you the same person that you were yesterday mm-hmm. what about continuity of consciousness creates this idea of like myself right especially because like, in that episode his body died multiple times but he kept like shooting his consciousness his, into his new consciousness bodies. yeah he's like beaming it in other places yeah and then uh and then to even further that beth was a clone and she didn't mm. know or it's like am i a clone i, I have like all these memories and all these mm. things inside of my body and my brain and it's like Am I a clone? Like and Beth and her clone were standing side by side and they were trying to oh. argue to determine they were like fighting <laughs> to the death about who's the real one and who's the clone. And it's like, who are we in, in sort of that sort of same right, you know, right. method of thinking? Um, that That's a huge, a huge philosophical concept that the show touches on a few times is, right. is like continuity of consciousness and what it means to be and things like that. Yeah. And have, and <laughs> And another one that how to transcend that the whole the system, Mr. yeah, but whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, because in that one, uh, it's like a, a well, okay, Isaac, who is Mr. Poopy Butthole, by the way? To if you, he's a even, pickle, isn't he a pickle? We don't even know. <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah, yeah, this is what, so real quick, this is what happens in Miss in the Mr. Poopy Butthole episode is so at the very beginning there uh, rick comes out and there's like uncle fred or some uh, not fred <laughs> there's, <laughs> sorry there's some, uncle some uncle Rogers. guy uncle gary i don't know there's some uncle yeah. and then he's like oh okay this guy's never been here he like leached himself into your memories and they shoot him and he's like okay somebody must attract in one of these tr- people that creatures that tries to take over the universe by implanting themselves in your memories and then saying oh we're one of you so you've you don't kill us and we're going to, and then they multiply by going in your memories and take over the planet. And so at the beginning of the episode, uh, Mr. Poopy butthole is the first one, but then (laughs) spoiler alert, he's the one that didn't die when they were like eliminating all these like false weird creatures. Yeah. But it's weird because yeah, Beth, (laughs) Beth shot him. But then what's really weird is and it hasn't really guy. been in the other episodes other than like this this ending to the season little closing. And so uh it kind of seems like maybe he really is Beth was right, but he faked his own like it's called they, they didn't have any bad memories with erotic him, so he assimilation. M- he might actually be one of those things, but maybe he figured out how to pretend that he was shot or something. Or autoerotic yeah. assimilation. I mean, next level mind fuckery, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but the thing is, is all these creatures were taking over the world by first implanting themselves in their memories, and right. then it's like they're real because we have these good memories with them, and then they would manifest and we'll share the world. It's work. like the Mandela it all out. a little bit. It's yeah. like it's like in the quantum state. If you could mm. go into uh, a, a like a like a separate tangent mm. reality, did all and the then work, alter yeah. the history of that reality ever so mm. slightly, but everyone's already lived their lives on the timeline. <laughs> So it's like the history changed, but the conscious awareness of what's actually happened hasn't changed. Your memories haven't changed. Mm-hmm. That's like the inverse, right? So it's like that idea is like if you could infiltrate someone's memory and either implant false memories mm-hmm. or make people's mm-hmm. memories non, non-local to what actually happened in history, mm-hmm. you, could, you could do a lot of damage to a society. And that's yeah. the sort of idea that I think is being uh, 
brought up in that episode. Yeah, they play with so many ideas like that. There's a lot of every episode has its own little flavor. So yeah. I guess we've talked a little bit about the generalities of the family unit. Mm-mm. Rick dealing with his own problems, being a drunk, being hyper intelligent, almost like mm-hmm. a demigod. Talked mm-hmm. about Morty's role, Summer and and Jerry and Beth, nope, nope. and we kind of we kind of talked about everybody a little bit of the side characters. We didn't talk about Meeseeks yet, but we <laughs> talked about Mr. Poopy Butthole. There's Bird Person. There's a whole bunch of cool ass Phoenix characters. Person. but i think that now we should move into the episode of uh season two episode three which uh we could talk about now Mm -hmm. which was about unity Unity. i don't actually know what it's called but it's in depth yeah 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 yeah. auto erotic yeah so i took some notes i know i know connor has some notes Mm -hmm. and um we both watched the episode today, so we should talk about it now. Since I, I, I pretty much fell these guys because I didn't prepare at all, and this is my shit, by the way. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I had it's a lot all good. <laughs> but hey, they prepared. I, did. I watched prepared. the episode today, man. <laughs> yeah, like I'm but like, to be fair, Zeus like, had to you know, show you know, and, and let alone the so. stereotype that the Asian yeah. person that's going to be the one that really has won. everything all in control. Yeah, come on. They do. That's true. They do. Come to America. You're born here. So you could get a B plus. You're grounded. You are grounded. You got you know, a B that, plus. <laughs> that stereotype is not not uh not true. In my, uh, it was true in my end because I was like the middle kid, and so I had to have you know good grades mm-hmm. to get the attention of my parents. And Connor knows we're middle child. Woo woo. So it's like Ooh. that's <laughs> and so that's pretty <laughs> oh, that's cute. I'm a Morty right. in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if if okay, so I before think, we- I think Isaac is a Rick. We'll get so, there. We'll get there. Um, I'm number five of seven. Oh, damn. Well, in this sphere, in this square of individuals. I don't know. I'll just go get Mr. Oh, yeah. Noob Noob. All right. That's me. I'm fucking, I'll just take that position, Mr. Noob Noob. Mr. Noob Noob oh, is yeah. pretty much in the, the hero episode. Yeah, he's he, he's in the episode where um, is X the thing, where Rick destroyed, fling, you know? well, he killed the, these kind of uh, superheroes that more to look up to. Mm. And so Rick got jealous a little bit because he wanted to be like the hero of Morty, like a good, you know, yeah, and she talks about how at one point she started so he, off as a small village and she eventually like fight each other went on to take much, over entire It's not like he enjoys it. It's like, like pulling all of them at the same time through some hive mind there's, technology. Yeah, there's that family fuckery again with the whole like human-esque right. Rick, right? Like if yeah. Rick just wasn't human, he would just transcend everything and become literally God, but in he's limited by his humanness. He beat Zeus in a fight, though, in one of the last episodes. He did. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. So we're gonna go into unity, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's good. But so that's because unity, Rick Rick fucked his planet. <laughs> <laughs> so with unity, uh, that episode it starts with them going like a beacon, and it was like I think it was like summer, morning, and Rick, and so it was like a a spaceship that they landed on. And if you guys watch Star Trek, you know the beacon that they sent out is pretty much the like SOS. an SOS. Yeah. And so uh, these little blue aliens, they were uh, pretty much like. Hey, can you help us? Like, they're not these people are not our people, but they act like our people. And so, what you need bipedal creatures, yeah, Yeah. they have legs and arms, yeah. Mm. And so, it's pretty, and so, (laughs) what you need, yeah. (laughs) So, what Unity does, yeah. yeah, (laughs) Yeah, So, what Unity does is she takes over these aliens' bodies, like, you know, that's what she does. And then, um, I think Rick was like in the middle of it, he looked at somebody in the eye, he goes, Unity. And they're like, hi, Rick, and all in unison. And that's his, what, his, like, girlfriend that he felt not. Well, yeah, so this this being, this, this like, this being of the, in the universe that, that makes her, she survives by 
assimilating other beings in the cosmos. She's like a Borg. Into yeah. her consciousness. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I, imagine zombies. A zombie bites a zombie and becomes a zombie. But imagine all the zombies were interconnected into a hive mind consciousness. But they, but they don't bite. The yeah, they don't bite. They throw up. They throw yeah. up into each other's yeah. mouths. <laughs> yeah. But if you and, know uh, the Borg, the Borg is the best example. Yeah. The, yeah. The, well, how did the Borg... Uh, assimilate people did they um i forgot i haven't watched star trek for a little bit they put i haven't seen like a an... single episode ever of star what? trek loser it's like live long and prosper but like okay so that's what she does and so uh i think summer uh mm. summer okay so t- before we begin to about unity summer shows her typical what we say in this whole current political spectrum of a white sjw woman (laughs) summer wants to save everybody in the episode she was like you need to be yourself you need to be you and she was like you know telling these people and so um i think but she realized (laughs) but then (laughs) and i think what uh unity confronted her uh, with the, the one of the things was a pedophile. He was like, you know, this person was a pedophile. Oh, uh, you beat yeah. me to the punch. Well, that's, you're getting ahead of yourself. There, there's other things yeah. to talk about first, but yeah. Okay, so that, that that's pretty much the whole thing where uh, the general lies of the whole episode. But go ahead, BJ. All right, so the whole episode, okay, for me, like I, I chronologically notated what I yeah. felt like was super dope about the episode. And so the first thing that I would say, because we kind of got the foundation of what, what this Unity character is, she assimilates people into her own consciousness and Rick and her go way back. And it's that's the foundation, right? The mm-hmm. first thing that happened that I thought was really profound was Rick and Unity were talking about doing drugs together that Rick could make of, of these special, like, substances that this other unity sort of consciousness this look other, a lot like the borg by the way yeah there, there was another being who is very similar in character to unity in that he assimilated beings but what was different was that unity the female character mm. would assimilate beings and allow them to maintain their own like state of being sort of like she would keep their social construct alive she like there was a moment in the episode where she was like i have 1200 pediatric hospitals open and 1200 fry cooks still happening and she was like oh but what would they do with what what would i do with them so Mm -hmm. she continues to maintain social constructs and allows them to sort of be unique as she controls them all uh this other unity being like assimilated them all in a uniform way in which they all looked exactly the same, spoke exactly the same, and did exactly the same motion at the exactly the same time in, right. a, in a very robotic, like soulless manner. Kind of and mm-hmm. so that was a juxtaposition, the first one that I had seen in the episode of, of <laughs> unity versus uniformity. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the thing that I want to mention is drugs. Rick had brought up after these other people came, these unity people, dudes, they had these drugs, and Rick was like, let's do them. She was like, who needs to do drugs and dissolve their egos when there's only one? And that right. really kind of like made me think a lot because like as egoic beings, as individual sovereign mental beings like me and you and Isaac and Connor, doing a drug almost dissolves us back into the Buddhist Zen state of mind, which is this like infinite unity consciousness. And it's like, okay, if, if we're already that, 
what would we do? Like, why, where would we go from there? Just like back to void, back to nothingness. Mm-hmm. Like there's no point in dissolving any further. You, you've already, you've already alchemically dissolved yourself so far that you're already the, the oneness of the universe, right? For unity, at least. And mm-hmm. I thought that was really profound. Did they um, continue being themselves, right? I think she said uh, where one character, or, well, one alien went up to Summer and said that I used, I used to be I used to be a prostitute or something like that. And she mm-hmm. was like, I used to be a prostitute. And now I'm, I have a PhD in something. And she, She's it, like a marine biologist. It bled through ever so slightly. Like for the majority of the episode, she had control over them. But there yeah. were very slight. And, and our, Summer was like yelling at one of them, trying to get them to react. And it didn't. It was yeah. just unity. But there were parts in the episode where their individual like egos would pierce through ever so slightly and it was kind of like that movie transcendence um with uh um what's his name he played captain jack sparrow oh my god i was it's johnny depp i do that all the time i was talking to you about that the other (laughs) night connor johnny depp literally this happened to me when i was at your house johnny like in the movie transcendence there's this hive mind collective but the pieces that built the hive mind collective retained their sovereignty so Mm. there was like a partitioned mental state where you were a part of a collective but you were also an individual like Mm. at the same time in a weird dichotomy and that's Mm. kind of what i saw from the episode and i thought that would be the best way to be as an individual i think as part of an actual collective that you understood as yourself and uh yeah and that like the episode just brings up that whole philosophical debate about sovereignty versus uniformity well at the same time too i love the pantomiming i really do and when they broke up they knew that they were not they were not good for each other because i think unity (laughs) was too orderly whereas brick was too chaotic you know what i mean and 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 yeah putting those two together seemed to be um, bad for them for some odd reason so Okay, so in my notes, so I write, I'll skip a little ahead yeah. and we'll go back. So in the notes I wrote, um, like, Rick worries about his grandchildren after Unity bombs the town, right? Right. And then she, but she's like, oh, it's okay. I reallocated all of the people that I've assimilated over here, and I just bombed this inanimate matter, so yeah. no one died. And and there's something that said about Rick's primal ego, ego as an individual, like, Although they've already been assimilated, he was worried about his his grandchildren, right. as well as to some level like the people there. Yeah. And um, yeah, and he didn't want to feel chaos, responsible. I think it's kind of like a microcosm for their death of, because of, he brought them there. Go ahead. And uh, I, yeah, that's good. That's a good point. And then chaos starts to ensue. Oh, I was just gonna right? say, I, I think I think that together, scenario specifically is kind of like a microcosm of the theme of the whole show. Where Rick has all this power, he can do whatever he and wants. And as they fall out of the unity of it, consciousness, which is why he ultimately their ends own ends up back with minds family, get so. to take over again. I think it actually chaos ensues, that point and that's well. when the race war starts because the the unity that she had injected into them maintained a sort of peace, but then as soon as they gained sovereign awareness again they all started flashing their nipples <laughs> and talking about how they were the better race there was the swirl nipples versus the, the cone <laughs> nipples yeah. fucking bj you guys are listening to this it's just the audio but we have video. yeah it's just like this cone nipples look at my nipples bro it's cold in here anyways but yeah but the thing but it, honestly truly i mean and that was another huge aspect of it too where with like tribalism and we can talk about that in just a second but tribalism is chaos mm. and unity is peace and rick being an individual being in love with or like infatuated with this idea of unity where they don't necessarily mesh this is a big concept we should unpack can talk about it a little bit multiple pieces well and around. the other thing that happened at the same time where it kind of like fell apart was 
Rick got tired of it. He's like, oh, uh, like make them do this or that on this TV show right. that they're watching. And he's like, okay, cancel the show. No, bring it back. I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's kind of like the uh, hedonism gone to its extreme. And then he just gets over it. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. she was. You... No, yeah. no, you're cool. You're good. You're, you're cool. good. Right. Right. Yeah, I think I think yeah. you're right there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely like a small like a microcosm, just like just like Yeah, because what what the family does is it puts this uh limitation on him that he needs, which which is almost like uh the good doctor rule ten, pet a cat when you see one. That chapter or rule was all about like human limitation versus godlike unlimitation like the a god, a god that's all powerful needs to have a uh yeah individual consciousness to, to give it some limits and sure. so that's sort of what rick goes through being in his godlike states he needs to put limits on himself and so he does so by kind of getting being a part of the family so on that same wavelength, there's a there's a really good book that was written <laughs> by the guy who created the Doug comic strip in the newspapers, all the mm. Doug comics. He yeah. wrote a book called God's Debris, mm. and that's a fiction novel in which, like, long story short, the whole premise is that God became so omnipotent and God was so bored with God's godness that mm. God literally obliterated God's self just to see what would happen like sort of like the whole idea of Ken, <laughs> the paradigm or paradox sorry of god creating a boulder that god cannot move mm -hmm. it's it's that sort of idea but in a different light where god just like obliterates itself and then hopes that it will piece itself back together in the end and mm -hmm. then laugh at itself for everything that it did but in the piecing itself back together it's unaware of that happening yeah, because it mm -hmm. obliterated its own consciousness and that that's it reminds me of that a lot that's mm -hmm. sort of like rick's dilemma some the reason why rick sometimes needs to makes give himself decisions. limitations yeah right exactly it's like he makes decisions that he knows are human do you get paid every time you say he that he already knows that they're human and he wouldn't <laughs> normally make them like he he, he right. does it by by grace to himself yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh when they break oh, up okay. sure. i well they didn't break up but they they after they had like a bunch of you they know they did break up she yeah, left well, him she after wrote like him a, a letter <laughs> I'm i cried <laughs> i was like fuck dude like, this after, hurts after like many they yeah in the episode they had like a bunch of like sex and all that good stuff like orgies. with a bunch of redheads oh, and orgies orgy sex and shit all like day. that and bitch <laughs> why do you say it like that what? <laughs> all day orgy sex when he said it, he was like orgy sex all all day yeah, my name is bj carpenter meaning blowjob and and work with wood okay oh. he's like, right. i was thinking this? about doing something and nail, i nail things there's a there's a lot of innuendo in my thing. So they broke up and okay, so we we didn't even talk about the, the character that showed up, the little robots. You remember for Unity? And she in the end she went, I don't even know what they were. You know what I'm talking the, about? Like, uh, it was it was the other consciousness, the other hive mind. 
that oh, wanted yeah. to be with her, but she was with Rick and it was jealous, mm. which is funny because that's a human. Beta seven, film. these beta male version. Of... Beta seven. Yeah, yeah. Hell, I didn't even catch that. It's a yeah. beta male version of unity consciousness. Yeah. yeah. And so he, they, they pretty much came and they were like, they look like the Bork and yeah, they, yeah. You know, unity, are you okay? And then near the end, uh, it's voiced sad by Pat Oswald. <laughs> That's that's cool that you know all that. That's a lot of information. <laughs> what? No, I I, I didn't even know that. It's just he, he, has, he has a particular nerdy voice that fits in well. I didn't like look it up or anything. <laughs> so but. and then near the end, they they broke up and and just like every breakup, you know, it's really even to Rick, it's just mm. really destructive to the individual. You know, yeah. what I mean? it's like you know we all know that feeling. All of us, all four of us, knows. <laughs> so near the. <laughs> near the end he went and he couldn't handle i guess the pain mm. uh and then so he was like unity you know and he was like you need to come out fight. i know you're in there yeah and i think it was like morty was with him and then so but he's like hey, you we, said we, we were, were going to go movies. to the movies <laughs> yeah he was like we are fuck it and, then <laughs> and so and i think that's the, the last time that we saw uh unity um, I, I don't know if she popped yeah. up or yeah, that's it. That's the last time. And, and so I mean that that even just like shows a little bit about the nature of hard breakups. Mm -hmm. Like that was right. that was a very human moment because mm -hmm. Unity decided to leave Rick when he stepped away and she wrote him a letter and obviously because it, she assimilated hundreds of millions hundreds of thousands of individuals there were letters posted all over the city and uh she was just like writing notes to him and he was just grabbing them and she was walking home sad mm -hmm. and she left him and he went to go find her and she found solitude and solace and safety with this beta male that she didn't really care about as much as she liked rick but she chose the beta male. Well, we don't actually because... even know that for sure. It, <laughs> yeah, it's just I mean, maybe seems that way. She it seems gone that way. Yeah. But I mean, if we if we take it at face value instead of mm. like like looking too deep into it, mm. the beta male. Because of course the beta male could have been just like putting up a front because he's a beta male. Mm. But maybe she was truly there and she found mm. solace with him because of the whole like sort of like, like destructive nature. Beta. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the the woman who would rather be with the alpha chooses to be with the beta for the sake of some greater good of either their own sake or sort the of sake like of their well, because like Beth is with uh, Jerry, kind of like yeah. because she's rebelling against guys like her father. Right, right. It's either a rebellion from her sake, but from from her point of view. But I, I'm just looking at like. Mm women in the world or people mm. who decide not to be with people that they would rather be with for some greater good, some, some level of intellect. So it's like, mm. I choose to be with my wife because X, Y, and Z, even though I'd rather be with. Yeah, it's like the safe option. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Because, and so that's something I wanted to bring up was mm. summer and Morty mm. realize that unity is this amazing thing. At first they were like, unity, you're simulating consciousness. Yeah. You're not letting people be free. Literally right. you, build your own being off of slavery and enslaving right. others like this is wrong and then like you were getting at boone when they started to do drugs and unity <laughs> let go of a little bit of control yeah, yeah. one of the people who she assimilated was a was a registered pedophile yeah and when he woke up he was like, like oh my god he was taking pictures of their feet you guys got nice feet yeah, <laughs> yeah. and she's like what the hell and, and, and it's like, cause at first it was like, did you, do you not know that this guy was a pedophile before mm. I assimilated him? And then, yeah. and then Summer was like, at least he got to be himself. 
Mm. Like right. that that's such a huge human thing. At least we got to have some sort of freedom. Right, right, right. But then when she started to see the chaos that would ensue, the mm. cars crashing into each other, the right. people fighting, the race wars, the tribalism, yeah. the pedophilia, the murder, like all this shit. She was like, okay, yeah, like assimilation into a unity consciousness is probably better. And so she went up mm. to go like apologize to unity uh, when unity saved them from a mob who was mm. actually going to kill them because they didn't have a race because yeah. they, right. they didn't fit in. They were going to get killed by these tribal people. Yeah. The unity consciousness saved them. And they were like, Oh, thank you. My savior, which is very Christian. <laughs> and then, yeah. then, then when they went to go tell Rick, like you guys are bad for each other, the single mindedness of a human intellect of an individual weighed against a unity that does the complete opposite. The idea that I got was transcendence into even beyond either of those things mm. has a right way and a neurotic way. And the neurotic mm. way is the sort of like left mind, right minded, like clashing that like Rick and unity have together. And there's a way to do it. That's better than that but the show didn't explore that like the show they couldn't figure that out but there is right. a way yeah. i think well and by the way the the reason we chose this episode uh, to mainly discuss is just because this has been a common theme and it's especially one you know an election year and a pandemic year where you know people get into these herd minds hive minds giving themselves over to the collective or uh, you know the collective consciousness and you know, things like that and so that type of thing always happens where on one hand, a uh, person who is uh, maybe not a very good person, they're a pedophile, they want to have race wars or whatever, maybe right. they're better off giving themselves over to the collective. But on the other hand, if you give everyone a chance, uh, yeah, there may be some of those, but they could also redeem themselves and have like a heroic transformation. And then that's for the better. So it's like people always have the options. It's like, give themselves over to the collective or uh, transform and become like creative and heroic. Yeah. Uh, with, with the election that's coming on too. We're mm. not going to talk about politics, but yeah. that's the same thing we're, we're saying that. too. And so with us, us four, we have our mm. opinions. Okay. We have our opinions, but at the same time, we uh, kind of removed, I'm not saying we're better. Okay. That's like a Rick Sanchez kind of narcissistic yeah. thing, but we remove ourselves and try to, well, me, for for instance, like I tried to remove myself from the whole um, politics as much as I can. And Isaac is always like, you know, <laughs> you talk about politics anyways. We always yeah. come into politics, always. It's hard to avoid just because, right. especially this year. But Right. And so th that's the thing with to think about is that would you rather, I think Connor posted something about security and safety and security. You know what I mean? That's pretty yeah. much yeah. Unfortunately, he stepped away, so he yeah. can't really he can't <laughs> talk about that. Yeah. There, there's, a, there's a concept, sorry to cut you both off. There's mm. a concept that I, in a book by, I would consider an occultist by the name of Rene Guénon, mm. where he talks about, his book is called The Reign of Quantity. And in the book, there's a whole bunch of stuff and he has tons of run-on sentences that go on for like 15 lines at a time and you have to really try hard to understand what he's saying but he yeah. talks about these concepts of unity versus uniformity and i said that earlier in the episode or earlier in this episode right in which unity has to do with a state of like individuality where you're imagine like agrarian cultures pre mm -hmm. pre-agrarian where hunter-gatherers would 
women would weave baskets and make clothes and create arrowheads and all these things for the people in the community. Right. Everyone in the community is wearing similar clothing items, but all of those clothing items were made by a human with their hands and a part of their soul and their creative effort is laced in between all of those articles of clothing that all of the individuals are wearing. Mm -hmm. So although they're individuals, they have pieces of their culture on them made by people that they respect in the culture made by their own soul right. so there's this like it's a unity because they're all one people but they they maintain some level of individuality as they express their unity together right and there's an aspect of post-modernity and the pre-industrial uh like post-renaissance era in which like the paper mill and uh, the steam, uh, the steam machine, and like, just factories can chug out immense, incredible amounts of items, in which they're all perfectly uniform, everyone can wear a Nike outfit, and it's Nike, and everyone looks super cool. But right. there's no soul there. There's no there's no like individuality in the Nike logo that you wear. It's just this uniformity. And yeah. that idea can permeate across multiple spectrums of the human experience and consciousness. And, and what it really highlights is this idea that Rick and, this episode of Rick and Morty is unity mm. versus uniformity and what that means. And in a political arena, you have to think about that, about, about like unity with individuality would be like patriotism, right. but, but then uniformity would be like the Bolsheviks or like I don't know, Maoist China or something like that. Like right. You have to be completely uniform to that process. And uh, thinking about the values between the two and how they actually like manifest is one thing that we should do, but we should think about how to transcend both of them. And I think that's what this episode does well because mm -hmm. the episode doesn't give the answer because it's a very difficult answer. I don't think any, any individual or any show or any book yeah. well, that a lot of what give the answer. That he does, what the creators do in that show is explore deep things like this but don't really answer them they're just kind of like explore sure. they, they give you the problem they give you the, yeah and then they give you the tools to explore it yourself and that's I, I, and that's fair i mean that's good of a television series right yeah. that's why it's so mass appealing i think because it, it reaches so many different audiences with with levels of awareness at so many different levels but i mean that's what i get out of the, the episode is like mm. how do we and i made a facebook post about it after that yeah. it was like with with today being national what is it uh like it's columbus day but it's oh, also yeah. it's also like national indigenous, in, indigenous peoples. people's day everyone and their mom is wanting to say like fuck christopher columbus blah 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 blah, blah all oh, the yeah. rhetoric that's right? all that's all my facebook news feed that's all it is like fuck christopher columbus and 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 i was like you know right. happy christopher columbus day and yeah. And that's the rhetoric, right? That's what that's mm -hmm. all I'm seeing all day. And so I'm like, okay, yes, that is inevitable that we will hurt people. It's inevitable mm -hmm. that across the spectrum of time, like we have stomped on cultures and cultures have like usurped and damaged right. other people. But like how what we should focus on is how do we take those tragedies and instead of erasing them, how do we incorporate them and integrate them well, into the and, forward and motion? I talked about history. this a little bit before, but it's a um it's a it's new that we have this that consciousness on such a mass scale, you know, because before like these those kind of things, uh, different forms of tribalism and imperialism have been going on for at least thousands of years or yeah, for a long most time. most of known history in different forms and usually including 
slavery and all the other things that were so against yeah whereas you know people act like it's oh no it's just an american thing or a white man thing or just definitely not just since columbus or uh whatever and we just need to all be in teepees or all this (laughs) i don't know if everybody's saying teepees but it is comfortable by the way so yeah (laughs) depends on where you are yeah (laughs) no no it's really it's really comfortable Mm. i I did that whole thing in nevada Mm -hmm. where i slept in teepee Dang. Unless you're on the, <laughs> unless you're on the spigot and 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 you're rot and you're rotating around. It's really it's really warm. Fire. It's really warm. Your head yeah. got cut off and they're cooking your ass. There's <laughs> a lot of there's a lot of symbolism in the teepees because they like they're circular and they oh, learn the whole on. idea yeah. of uh, yeah. how everything is about a circle. It's like the soul yeah. circle symbolism. The, hi- the hierarchy as it goes upwards. There's no, like, there's not like tiers. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a co- it's conic, so right, it's right. it's like equal on all levels as it like right. reaches the spot. It spirals upwards. Right. And but the, but that's my whole point is like mm-hmm. unity consciousness versus mm-hmm. uniformity consciousness versus like individual tribal consciousness. Right. Mm-hmm. Is what this this episode evokes from me. And yeah. and with Columbus Day and with you know with Indigenous, indigenous Peoples, Peoples Day or whatever. And it's, yeah, man, it's like perfectly synchronistic because I I get this. It's like, how do we move forward in a way that's transcendent? And I always talk about Ken Wilber and I always talk about like integral philosophy and and on my own channel, like that's a big symbol and motif, but it's the truth. In order to transcend into something greater than yourself, Mm -hmm. you cannot destroy other because if all things juxtapose and balance themselves in order that one thing can define the existence of another thing and that thing can define the thing in in retrospect both of them need each other to 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 exist yeah so if it's almost like you're destroying all these monuments of confederates whatevers uh yeah sure i get it but at the same time Maybe not leave them up. Maybe put them in a certain museum, in a museum or, or something. Or, or something. That, that's right. my opinion. How do you transcend? And transcendence and in integral philosophy yeah. states that you cannot transcend by mm. destroying. Because we need to foundation. know our our dark history. Yes, you have to integrate. Right. Integrate we shadow. We can't, we can't. Integrate other. Yeah, integrate we can't be evil. like just trying to destroy the darkness because it never works. It's pathological. We have, right. We Neurotic. just have to acknowledge the horrible things in our past as human beings. Yes. and deal and with it use it yeah. use it harness it use it as a tool right. it's like when any dbz fans out there saw trunks trying to go super saiyan after <laughs> android 17 Dragon and 18 Z. killed his family mm-hmm. and young gohan over here with his arm blown off in the movie is trying to teach him how to harness his anger and turn that into an energy of super saiyan power it's mm-hmm. like it's that you you have to take what you have and use it and mm-hmm. in the same way like the metaphor is this we all have a thousand bricks to build a house and those mm-hmm. thousand bricks are are damaged they're cracked but we don't have any more bricks than that and people want to build higher people Is are like really? oh we found another thousand bricks okay we found i saw it. someone coming out them. on facebook We're on awesome. my feed today literally we found I, another thousand I thought it was a coincidence All right, well let's build a second story of the house well nah let's destroy the foundation yeah. first because like we we don't like those bricks anymore, but we're still trying to build to the second floor, right? right. We got to keep everything the same. We don't want to lose anything. We don't want to like have a lot of sacrifice, but we're going to get rid of the foundation. Were you just going to build the same house like again and again mm-hmm. and again and again? You're not going to get any further. You have to you, use. You the know, bricks I, I like I there. like this metaphor, but let me take it one step <laughs> further quickly. And I, maybe there's a better yeah, one, but I'm just thinking of one off the top of my head because, you know, bricks are so uh, finite. 
Whereas sure. I almost think of these things as forces or energies. Sure. So I almost think of it as like, like a canvas with paint. Well, like if you're in a, let's say you're in a Delta or a, um, a area that has water flow from different rivers type things. And then if you're like, Oh, this one we don't like because we found better sources of water. Mm-hmm. So the options are you could uh, use them all, but maybe, <laughs> um, you know, go different ways about it or uh, just focus on certain ones. But what people often want to do is water sources for this metaphor example uh, is like damn them up. So right. it, like stop them up and then say, OK, we only love this water source. And then that, that's great. Okay, it might be yeah. a good water source. But eventually the dam breaks the that which was holding back to the, the water source. And then when it does, it brings with it destruction and everything else, whereas if you would just incorporate all those in some way or another the whole time, you know, maybe the, the water source they didn't like, it'll work better for something else turning. A, so I think that's yeah. a good metaphor for mm. sure. And <clears throat> I think that's a good metaphor for suppression for why suppression yeah, yeah. is a bad thing and why, why like suppressing aspects of yourself is bad. It's like why mm. JP or any of the union philosophers talk about like the, the pathologies that can develop from trying to like hide from ourselves. Mm. But, the metaphor I use of the bricks is, mm. although the bricks are finite objects, and I, I see where you're coming from, the reason why I use that metaphor is because everyone is looking to get to the better place. Mm. And right. the better place is somehow higher on the rung of the hierarchical yeah. system, except for the postmodernists who don't believe in hierarchies or whatever. But but yeah. that's that's an idea. We're always trying to climb to the better thing. We're always trying to climb to heaven. And well, They believe get, in hierarchies, but they just think they need to destroy them. <laughs> right. right. It's, it's pathological. Yeah. Exactly like what you're saying in your other metaphor with the, mm. with the dams and shit. Mm. But, but it's like in order to build upwards, you can't destroy the foundation that led to the understanding of the right, house. Right. You're like, I understand that these bricks exist and that they're shitty because yeah, the bricks are real shitty user. and right. if i try to destroy them then i only have a thousand go to one of the meetings they'll of kick them. you out so quick. and so i don't go anywhere they'll be like, Look yeah, at this maybe phony. i have nicer bricks that make me feel good about myself but <laughs> you're not actually building upwards anywhere so taking taking the other taking the negative taking the shadow taking the destructive or whatever the Look process John Stewart, is man. and learning how to how to actually integrate that's such a big term integrate those into the new paradigm is Mm -hmm. the lifeblood of integral philosophy and what what this episode of rick and morty really reminded me of and reified was just that it's just like look man we have two different ways of being we can be individuals Mm -hmm. or we can be unity collective consciousness either way they have their own problems so which one do we want I don't think we should pick one or the other. We should integrate both of them and look right. for a solution that incorporates both. And how do you do that? But then, the, of course, like you said, the episodes are always, they always leave on an open note so that yeah. way you as the, as the viewer can, can think about them and, uh, and, and play with them because no well, human being has the answer, right? Well, that, how, that, huge... how that applies to society d- directly to that episode is, um, th- this is where we get into the postmodernist themes, is for a million or so years yeah. there were um and bj got up but he can still hear. <laughs> we're I'm still here. missing we're still missing connor by the way he's yeah he's, he's, I'm here. yeah so he, he anyway yeah so where, where was i you were talking about the episode with our society in oh yeah so yeah. okay for like thousands of years at least Cone there nipples were, were this world it's not so much him. that 
about well, you how heard that you heard the patriarchy man. he said it to the degree that it's going to oppress women i don't know dude it's right. that there was simultaneously all right bj i'm eight minutes away let's let's duke uh, this patriarchy. out bro and as much as that may have its flaws <laughs> and be somewhat outdated you don't want this um, one bro napa can only have one especially nipple. napa only gets one nipple free, bro. uh modern world pre-birth control and a lot of other things right so now a lot of these postmodernists oh, over like nipples all crushing wow. the patriarchy and everything else whereas what we need to Logical. do <laughs> yeah what we, what we need to do is incorporate the past but in, in a new way uh right. in a balanced way <laughs> yeah so still have oh my god it requires a lot of oil. in uh cohesive functional ways but um <laughs> they may need to include more women in the patriarchies and maybe some beta males in the matriarchy soon. <laughs> like who, who knows how it's going to actually yeah, yeah. unfold but we're, the, we're the consensus yeah. is that they should be incorporated together like mm -hmm. just in the same way that a man can't have a child without a woman and a woman can't have a child without a man in order to have that 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 right. procreation there has to be unity right, right, right. And, uh, and 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 that's that's the whole that's the whole paradox right, right. and there's a really good book on that though on the mm. on the history of culture it's called the blade and the chalice mm. and that's it's it's on More. like the, the history of matriarchies that became patriarchies and sort yeah. of like what happened there and it's a really yes. good book and the, the reason that's important by the way I'm is tired because and I, you know I, i'll tell you guys full as that that was a uh, thing at least for thousands of years yeah, for, for a long time or at least that's what we thought because the door was open uh, so i had to go look for like it but it was inside scene, the whole time so. and more uh, yeah dude i was yeah, like oh i'm out dude, i gotta thing. save this little kitten uh, bro but what what that happened is the yeah, world that for two pasties healthy for two. patriarchies and double time simultaneously double time is man. they would develop that sort of environment that could foster the individual and the collective together because yeah. together yeah right because we don't want to misunderstand that we're saying you know the herd and the unity are all bad right. there are good aspects to that but uh we just don't want to lose the individual mm -hmm. and so we, we ideally want a, a and, world and the balance is so yeah. important because yeah. it just in this episode with rick mm -hmm. and morty Boone, you're the deciding you're the tiebreaker there's race wars which one there's is pedophilia, it? there's yeah. there's murder there's all Take this aside. chaos but mm -hmm. that's because those individuals aren't actually integrated together no, the cone nipples. as soon as they became individuals oh. they forgot they like forgot what it was like to be time ensconced in this collective yeah. right, because right. when they were in the collective everything was perfect there was right. like everything was like they all got orgies and they were happy <laughs> and there was no chaos and everybody had jobs still obviously they were talking she, well, she had mentioned and, how she and was i'm still sure running. the planet had a version of that before she took it over of course right yeah yeah but it, but it was gonna be that. right and they, but they forgot about all it was almost like the fall from grace right yeah, it's yeah. like but yeah. but being in that collective co hive mind, it was like mm. they had no individuality. They had to right. like they were slave to the consciousness. Which to to bring that to real religious ideas, like in the Christian sort of like new after Judaism Catholicism sort of like rebirth of of like 
the Western world through mm. the Protestant religion, the whole idea of being a, like a Christian or like a practitioner of the faith of Jesus is that you truly are a slave. Mm. Like there's a really good book out there that's called slave. And it's by like mm. Sir Ian MacArthur, I think. And mm -hmm. it's about uh, to, to profess faith to a greater thing. It, it, at least from the Christian's perspective and the Islamic perspective and the Judaic perspective right. is to, to accept that you are a slave to that, to that well, thing. And the utility and, that that does too, is that also makes it possible or, or helps that environment to where individuals can be uh, healthy in their individuality and they can right. um, also be a healthy part of the, of the collective yeah, yeah exactly and so there's a book that i'm reading right now called the screw tape letters by c.s lewis and mm. it's all about the, like the whole long story short it's two demons talking mm. to each other about how to like better ensure that the soul of an individual is damned for all of eternity mm -hmm. and as they're talking uh, to each other these two demons they're talking about like the enemy which is god and like mm -hmm. the the christian dome of the angels and the heavens uh and god is like loves to give people choice mm. and the choice is a product of their individuality mm. and god created them that way but then but then god wants them to assimilate into god's self but god wants them to do it of their own volition and then if they do that if they sacrifice and then come to god as a slave and accepts God's will, then God will give back to them everything that they sacrificed in order to do that at the very end. And mm. that God will also give them back their sovereignty because it's like the, it's and like they become ultimate. And, I don't know that exact story, but the, and, they well, also well, become the ultimate servants and the, the best citizens. Right, right, right. But, but so like, it's this weird, it's this weird paradox because they're slaves to God's will, but then they become individuals again with their own individual sovereignty, right, right, but right. they do so of their own choice, meaning like you're an individual, but you're also a collective. It's like a perfect mm. combination. And mm. then the demons who are talking to each other about how to better damn the souls of the individual, mm. they, they're talking about their father or Satan in the book and mm. Satan as a juxtaposition uh, or like a or like a reflection of God in the negative, where God likes to do everything that we just said. Satan consumes all, and mm. and in, in like unity, like takes all and brings it into yeah, himself. Yeah, it's like the collective shadow or the the right. the devouring mother, the negative right. aspect of the exactly. feminine. Exactly, where where you don't get to be an individual anymore. Mm. It just it takes you and and dissolves you into right. his own self, like a right. gluttonous, constantly consuming being and right. the sort of like balance between the two is my is what i observed from unity which was slightly right, right. slightly more like god kind of yeah. and then b7 beta 7 yeah. which was more like, like satan in this weird way of like assimilation mm. right and it was just it was just something that i had observed and uh and everything that you're bringing up right now just brought mm. I, I wanted to mention those things but ultimately it brings it back to like how do we better integrate the opposites and that's that's a huge huge fundamental aspect of my philosophy the archive and i know about like carl jung and isaac everything that you're studying so yeah. i mean integration of opposites is so important and I, that's why i really do appreciate this episode of rick and morty <laughs> all right guys so that was the introduction and i hope yeah. you guys really enjoyed this mm -hmm. <laughs> the conversation we will go more 
uh, but uh, it's a Monday. <laughs> so it's a Monday. We got to celebrate Columbus and indigenous people. <laughs> it's and a coming out day. It's national <laughs> coming out day, I guess, whatever that means. Yeah. What? Don't shoot me. <laughs> oh, yeah. They tacked that shit right on, like the tail on the donkey. It's three <laughs> holidays in one. Wait, wait. Coming out tack, as tack, in tack. like. Coming out of the closet. Like. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. They tacked that shit on this year. I think that's brand new. In my opinion, it's asinine because <laughs> we pinned the tail right on that calendar, donkey. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry if I lose viewers for that shit, but still, it's like, fuck, man. How many I, holidays what? can we cram into one like a big yeah. fudge fest? So, on. like, it's everybody is just trying to be special. I mean, yeah. look, okay. That came out wrong. All right, look. Whoa! <laughs> don't don't get deplatformed in cancel culture. He's like, whoa! I can't. All get, the butt I can't, play. I can't get. I can't get canceled because come special. on, okay. I hold. Look at me, man. Mm, the like, queen, oh, queen bee. <laughs> I was like, I got, I got woman, minority. Okay. A uh, mom. All right. Mom, <laughs> damn, man. You already got it going on. The only thing, like, what the hell else? Are you gay? You're not gay. Yeah. Fuck. Well, and you're not trans, so you don't she, count. Well, like, she's come out as bisexual. Uh, yes. So, on no, practicing bisexual. You know, <clears throat> oh. Did you say ongoing practicing no, bisexual? No, non, non-practicing bisexual. Only when you swing, right? Like, only in that, that's it? It's, fuck it. Since this is a unity episode and they had orgies. <laughs> orgies no. on orgies, man. Back to no, the day one. Yeah. We ate I, I recommend that every couple... <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Experiment. Okay. Mm. With other couple. Okay. Just big mm. DNA soup. That's it. That's all. I don't Just know. I don't know if I would. That, that's a whole other uh, episode. I don't know if I would. Yeah, might as well. I don't know if I would. Experiment like what Rick, Rick, Rick said what? in the episode of Unity of Redheads. Yeah, but look at how he ended up. Are you saying Yo, Redheads? Hella fast before we close out. He did a weird mating ritual that made me think a weird thing in that did episode he? too. In yeah, because like hang he was like he was hang gliding into a stadium full of the unity consciousness to like almost like as gingers. Sim- yeah, gingers. And it was like an insemination. It was like a he was like a sperm cell in the sky, like coming down to <laughs> and he had on an Uncle Sam suit. <laughs> yeah, with, with the crotch cut out. And and <laughs> he, he said, Yeah, with the crotch cut out. Yeah, 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 yeah man. It was weird, man. And gingers are 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 are, are uh, stereotyped to be soulless. So that's, that's another oh, level. Yeah. I don't have a and, soul. Well, I had I, a steal Isaac, a few. I, 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 I stole Isaac, Isaac is a ginger. You know, Isaac, it's starting to lose. You're a Satan. <laughs> what? What, what you say you steal souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what he does. But yeah. uh, you, like guys don't souls. Say, <laughs> you guys don't see nah. Mr. Miller, but Mr. Miller is a redhead. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just blended with the gray. But I'm a real ginger. You're blonde. You're blonde. blonde. You look blonde. You're lying. I'm a real ginger. It's just got gray mixed in now. No, have you guys seen his like young photos? (laughs) Mm -mm. (laughs) No, gingers don't don't have the nipples, bro. (laughs) We don't get the nipples. We don't get de-gingered when we're going Show gray. Show us your nipples. Show us yeah, your nipples. We don't get de-gingered for going gray. That's just how we age. We, we can deal with it. Yeah. Hey, Boone. There's a lot of us. This has happened to you Orange before, man. Boone, okay? This what? has happened. I know. <laughs> we'll ask you to see your, your nipples on stream. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, this is happening. Last night, last night, I was, last night I, was, I was on with V, and you know, like, V is like, whatever. And then somebody asked me. I felt like they wanted to, like, just see me. You know, who doesn't want to see 
who they're talking to. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I get that all the time. I mean, I get people asking, you know, if I can participate in pornography with them and stuff like Whoa. that, which is fine. I didn't ask that. <laughs> Maybe. Wasn't me. You know what? I would probably. I, I'm, I'm still debating making an OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I need that money, man. Let's go. Yeah. I think it was Isaac and I. We were talking about we're we're going off guard right here, we're like yeah, off yeah. the rails. But uh, we were talking about Aaron Carter, and Aaron Carter it was uh, he's he's in a very destructive uh, phase in his life. It's productive and, for you. <laughs> and, and and you look only look if it's look if it's your nipple, it's your nipples. What you can, you can do whatever you want to do. But I you're, I decided, you're looking at more than his nipples. <laughs> Real quick here, real quick. Hey, hey, Boone, and everyone else, everyone else. Did you prefer the ra- the spiral nipples or the cone nipples? Man, mm. Spiral nipples, bro. Spiral nipples, man. Spiral nipples, man. Fuck your <laughs> so, but it, cone but nipples like, seem interesting. Yeah. Come on, man. I got the laser gun. I got the race war. You don't want just, the smoke. <laughs> they're just they're, you're, you can just you can just see me there. <laughs> Islander, there there can only be one. All right, what, what? <laughs> you just see this guy's fucking duking it out in, in the middle of the street with their fucking nipples. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got the we pinkest nipples. Our nipples. We don't even throw hands anymore. We just fucking, <laughs> we invented a new style of kung fu. Where we, just, we we glide around and slather <laughs> our nipples across each other. <laughs> Uh, I'm not. I'm not coming. I don't. Really, I don't. I don't even want to watch. Look, look, look at Isaac. He's like, I'm holding my dog. My yeah. dog. He's gonna throw up. My dog's gonna throw up. He covers his dog's eyes, just yeah. like. He's like Barry. Yeah. Go for a walk. He's like these guys are trying to fight with their fucking nipples. Oh, Barry, he heard me. Bro, this is the internet, man. This is it. It's all about finding new ways to be sexual and uh, <laughs> claim gender wars and be ourselves while we connect to the unity, you know? The yes. AI that's to come. That's, and that's it's that cool. that episode is pretty much uh, like a <clears throat> like everything all combined. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Mm. You guys can follow. Well, we're gonna do more of this. Uh Rick and Morty. We're gonna yeah, do yeah, episodes. More. more of this. Connor will have to participate more next time because he bailed some. some <laughs> well, Connor's there, tired. But... You can't blame Aww, him. Connor's tired. Poor Connie. So you ran, dude, literally mid podcast, just like ran out to do the <laughs> hero's journey for the kitten. Come oh my on. god, bro! This is a typical dude doing everything for a pussy. <laughs> Don't. Oh, double time because he was be, two pussies. Don't be a beta seven, Jerry. <laughs> we were just talking about polygamy last night too at dinner. Me and Connor. What do you guys have? See, this is why me and Isaac we really need to make a trip to Idaho so we can talk about stuff like this with these guys with polygamy. More than talk, I guess. <laughs> we'll slather our nipples together. Well, well, I, maybe, maybe just once. Only if you're down for that spiral action. Though, I can't fuck <laughs> I can't fuck with it. It's too. Uh, I, I gotta have my cone nipples. <laughs> now I don't know if we can jive, bro. Uh, you can sit see. across the table. <laughs> I might just... not go home with you. Mm. What? There's what? a tie. It's the nipples. It's a village hidden in the leaf nipples, right? It's spirally, right? I will say spirally. <laughs> Spiral oh, nipples. The, she's a tie maker. <laughs> 
well, because because I'm a female, right? Am Spir I spiral alone? The female chooses the mates. That's what we do, right? Hopefully. Mm. <laughs> but anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah. We had a good time. Mm. <laughs> <We're> gonna... <laughs> Maybe in the matriarchal society. Yeah. We'll see. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And as always, guys, stay far out. Bye. I'm <laughs> <laughs>